Jack fans. <sighs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Let us wait. Hold on. There's nobody on yet. Um, we're talking to each other at the moment, but um, so we'll just wait. We'll get some people on. <laughs> oh, I'll do a quick um, like housekeeping item while, while you're saying that. So just to let y'all know, we cannot see who specifically is joining us or listening unless you type us in. Mm -hmm. so, you know, if you're worried about your stellar reputation being tarnished by people saying that you listen to us, then you don't even have to worry because they won't know unless you ask us a question. Yeah. Nobody will know. You're safe. Yeah. Your secret is safe with us. We just don't have, we, we, have, we don't have any listeners at the moment. This is kind of depressing. Okay. We just have to wait. Well, it is Saturday night. So maybe people are busy. Well, people need to get unbusy and join us. <clears throat> or they're drinking after the, the loss. It's possible. It's possible. So, well, I mean, we can go ahead and get started. Cause I mean, obviously we are live. So, uh, people can join us whenever they're ready. Anyway, um, so yeah. I guess the first thing we can start off with, yeah, is is just some life updates. I mean, we haven't been on in so long, I feel like, just because we are, we have been so busy and there hasn't been anything to report on the basketball end of things. Um, it's only been, you know, obviously fall, football, that's all that's really been going on. There hasn't been a lot. So we are kind of, we were at the mercy of, of the basketball schedule for a really long time. Anyway, so now uh, we can actually talk about it. But anyway, before we get into that, let's, I guess we can go over some, some life updates and things like that. So go ahead, Jacqueline, you can, you can start us off. Oh man. Well, I mean, I'm just a hot mess today because I've been running all around. Uh, got up and ran this morning, cleaned my whole house, helped a friend move today. Y'all know how that goes. So I literally was like scrambling to uh, make myself presentable. So I could sit down here and y'all can watch us live. Um, right. But mostly just work. And uh, Alex and I both had a lot of various SFA events going on lately that we will collaboratively talk to y'all about. We can. Um, so, yeah, life update on my end. I'm back working in person, been working in person since August of this year. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be bittersweet because I know for the longest you guys have just heard me bitch and complain that I hated working from home and that I was really bored and I was ready to go back in person. But now that I went back in person, I'm just like, I kind of want to go back to <laughs> I liked having the freedom of just kind of just doing whatever I wanted which is yeah. just funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's what I'm doing currently, just working, normally working um, back in person, have seven classes. Most of them are in person. Some of them are online. My students are great. I've, I have missed that part of that aspect of teaching online is, is can really get as much student interaction. So now being back in class is great student-wise. So it's just been fun. It's been really great going back into person minus the whole, I don't get to like do whatever I want, whatever I want uh, notion of it. But uh, we have been doing a lot of fun things lately. We've been traveling to some football events. Like we just went to Battle of Honey Woods last weekend. It was a hell of a game. So totally could have won that game. And it was an absolute like stab to the gut. Abs I mean, ugh. and Jacqueline doesn't even really dig football. 
you know, like she doesn't really know a lot about football. And so she was really kind of just leaning on the rest of us for how things are going. And so it was, it was just funny. It was funny the way she was like, should I, should I go with my bad luck? Like, should I move to a different box? Cause we sat in the alumni box, um, the alumni, the alumni suite. And she had moved to go visit a friend a couple suites down. And she texted me, she goes, I'm not coming back. Ever since I moved, we started winning. And I was like, don't come back. Don't you dare come back. It was yeah. literally y'all and y'all know how we're superstitious about that. Very. And as soon Very as I was the other box, it was like, we started scoring. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here for a while. But right. then it was very like, I was like, should I run back over now? Or should I just wait it out? I know. I'm glad you decided to stay, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what would have happened. Honestly, like whether you came back or not, we still should have won the game. Yeah. It was a really close game. We were winning the entire, we were winning the entire time. And then we just kind of fell apart. And I told Jacqueline, immediately when I knew that the game was not going to go in our favor is when that offensive lineman on our side went down because of a absolute horrible non-call should have been a personal foul unnecessary roughness on the Bearcats. And it wasn't, and it would have been the guy's second unnecessary roughness call. And he did not get called and it was absolutely ridiculous. And that resulted in our own lineman going down, getting hurt and then a backup coming in. And then from there on out, Trey self just kept getting rushed and bum rushed and bum rushed had no time to throw the ball like he did earlier in the, in the, in the game. And so it was just, I knew it as soon as that O-line went down, I was like, we're boned. Like, I just knew it then. I just knew it. I wanted to have positive thoughts and feelings, but I just couldn't. <laughs> I was trying to remain positive, but I, it was very hard. It was very hard. But anyway, so the trip though. So we went down. It was a great trip. Yeah. Down Friday afternoon. Cause we had a little, pre-game event Friday night at Truck Yard, which I think is alumni-owned. I think so. I think so. I would have to double-check on that, but I think it's alumni-owned, yeah. But, um, and that was nice. My, I have cousins who are twins, Robbie and Ryan, who live in Houston, so I had them come up and meet up with us. Mm -hmm. For that event, that was really the only thing we had all weekend that wasn't just totally SFA. Um, right. So that was very nice. They came out, met up with us. We we hung out with them for most of the time at that event. Then we kind of, you know, bar hopped around a little bit. Um, actually, a friend of mine from high school who I haven't seen since he graduated came, met up with us for a little bit. So that was fun. Um, mm. Then Saturday morning, it rained like crazy. Thankfully, it stopped like an hour ish before we were going to head up to tailgate. Um, so then it was just humid AF and disgusting. It was so humid. I hate it. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even deal, but I swear I never, we, I never get any sort of good luck when it comes to going outside and doing anything outside because no. it could be 30 degrees and I would still be sweating. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I have no luck. So there's no point in me even looking cute for anything because I'm just going to sweat. I know. And I told mom and dad when I came back home, I was like, you know, we went out to tailgate and then it's like, I'm not, I'm not the greatest day drinker anyway, but I'm going to try to make it into the night. And then if I'm going to be outside and it's hot, like no. I, just, I just can't do it. And so then I'm like walking around and I'm like, I just yeah. hate this. I don't even know why I'm here. This is so gross. Like it's so gross. hot. I can't even drink because it'll just get me dehydrated and make me sick. Right. Um, anyway, we did, we did get to hang out with some cool people. Uh, hung out with Dennis for a while. 
Um, with Dennis, we love Dennis and I'm, I'm shocked that he's not listening to us right now. I'm, I'm going to call a lot of people out because of the fact that we only have one listener and I don't know who it is because they haven't, um, commented yet. So I have no idea who the heck is listening, but yeah, anyway, we, so we had a reaction to the video from Sean Clinch. So maybe it's Sean. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is Sean. Hi, Sean. If it is you, hi, how are you doing? Um, but anyway, so it was a really fun weekend. Yeah. We hung out with a lot of cool people. We saw a lot of the, you know, the fans of the podcast we saw a lot of very, um, you know, interesting things in H town. I, uh, I ate shit in H town and cracked my phone. So there's that. That was exciting. Um, I saw some people at the, <laughs> at bottle cap alley on Monday and they're like, Oh God, let me see your phone. Cause they saw like my tweet saying, Oh God, I can't believe I cracked my phone. I did it. It wasn't a bad dream. I did do that. And they said, Oh, it doesn't look that bad. I'm like, doesn't look that bad. There's a big ass crack down the damn middle. But it, it really wasn't as bad as it could have been. Oh, You're right. I was just mad at myself because again, I can't. I can't go anywhere without hurting myself. Jacqueline knows this. All my friends know this. I can't go two feet anywhere without hurting myself. So anyway, um, sorry. That was our weekend about the Pawnee Woods. So we, um, met, we met Josh Criswell at the. We we did we Friday. did meet. Mm -hmm, we did meet Josh. Uh, we did not meet. Um, Cat fans, we did no. Cat fans never showed, and he 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 messaged us tonight and said that he or last night said he wasn't going to be on tonight, which is very hurtful. Um, we still didn't get a reason why. He said excused absence, so I'm like, well, what's the excuse? We need to know. Well, as a teacher, I do not excuse your absence, so I need you to get it together and be around for the next broadcast. Um, anyway, so we did we did get to see a lot of people, and uh, we're excited for next year's Battle of the Pawnee Woods. And man, oh man, it was just a crazy little, uh, crazy little, crazy little weekend. Oh, I'm wearing my shirt from. Oh yeah, you are wearing your shirt. These were the shirts that we got in the in the suite. Yeah, I know. Yeah, those are cool shirts. Oh, I'm turning the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we move on, we wanted to quickly remind everyone about the amazing deal from My Plates. So SFA gets about again fifty percent of the purchase price when you purchase a My Plates from MyPlates.com. SFA Athletics takes in almost $250 from that purchase. It's a fun, easy way to support your teams. SFA makes great money on every type of SFA, SFA plate purchase that you get, even the one-year background only, which is 50 bucks. I mean, that's a really good deal for a, for a license plate is $50. I mean, especially if it's a background only SFA. I mean, you don't even have to personalize it. So uh, if you keep that and renew it, SFA then gets 95% of that fee. So again, it's just an easy way to support the Jacks, show some team spirit. And the plates look really slick. Not going to lie. Our plates are pretty slick. Everybody knows where we are. Everybody knows exactly who we are when we drive around. We can't hide. So it's just a really cool way to support your Jacks. So again, make sure you check out my plates. Check out the SFA style. If you want to get a background only or get it personalized, whatever you want to do, it is your 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 option, my friends. Um, I would be remiss to mention the special guest that we have on tonight. That'll be he'll be joining us a little bit later. Uh, he's actually sitting in our waiting room right now, and uh, so we're going to try and cruise through this next part of the preseason podcast where we talk about the team. Um, and he'll join us for the schedule. Should we tell him who it is? I don't know. Should we? Yeah. Should we? Okay. So, Caleb, our <laughs> 
Our boy Caleb Beams. So you may find, know him on Twitter. Hopefully you do. I'll let him introduce himself and tell him all of his amazing accolades. But until then, he'll just going to sit in our – he has no – he's shaking his head now. <laughs> I can't see him, so. Okay, I'm like, well, I can see you, Caleb. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we'll bring him in in a, in a little bit once we start talking about the schedule since he was such a driving force on Twitter and social media to really get the schedule up from SFA, and he kept bugging him on Twitter, which we cannot thank him enough for always sticking up for the fans on on our behalf. So um, we're excited for that. But, he'll like I said, he'll come in a little bit later. But first, we wanted to talk about the team. So, Jacqueline, let's kind of reintroduce the team, starting with the returners, because, man, they are back at it again. And we actually have a good chunk of returners that came – back. I was really kind of excited to see how many people returned, especially those super seniors. We needed them because they are super. We do. So who are our super seniors? Of course, we got Rati, David, and Gavin. Uh, so y'all remember them. David, you know, plays our point guard. Rati, a strong two. Uh, and Gavin's our big man down in the paint. Um then we got Calvin coming back as a junior. We have Nigel coming back as a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Nana as a sophomore. Um, and I'm slightly confused on Jalen. So Jalen Jackson Posey, I thought he redshirted last year. So I thought he would be listed as a redshirt freshman, but they haven't listed as a sophomore. Anyhow, well, I think he did redshirt. He did redshirt or he was sitting out, but he may have been active for – you know, don't you have to be active for so many games? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you're, I, I, if you're I, active for so many games, then you can't technically redshirt like you're just out. I thought he technically redshirted, but I guess he didn't. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he may have missed the mark on the redshirt opportunity, if I can recall correctly. I, I may have, again, missed that. Um, so, yeah, we have a nice returning crew a lot of our starters are returning like Rati, david you know calvin gavin our only you know actual starter starter is that didn't come back is is cam yeah you know and which we kind of figured and honestly i'm gonna be honest with you we honestly figured that all of the super seniors were gone like i'm not gonna lie like we thought that was it they're gone you know they had there's really no we were trying to be realistic yeah we were being realistic there was real there was real no like thought or inkling, like maybe they'll return. I mean, there, there was in the back of my head. I was like, man, maybe we'll be lucky and they'll come back. I don't know. But honestly, one of them will come back. I didn't, one, I didn't. Even if one came back, we would be, we'd be okay. Cause you have that one like leader on the team, especially if it was a, you know, a starter, you know, I was really crossing my fingers, at least like Gavin or David or somebody would come back. But then we got three. I was like, Holy yeah. crap. I was shocked. And we could see how how instrumental super seniors are, especially even with like football going on currently. SFA has a small group of super seniors, which is great. But like Sam Houston has like 20. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's almost like they're almost entire starting offense and defense. So no wonder they're still really good is because, again, they have so many returnees from their championship season. So it just, again, makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very it's very interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, not only for us, but also for the other teams in the WAC to see 
you know, how many of their super seniors they have, if they have any, the transfers they got in, whatnot, how that's going to affect the season. Um, but we're excited. We're very excited, especially with some of these newbies. I mean, and we yeah. call the newbies newbies to the team, not maybe not necessarily newbies to, you know, oh, college yeah. basketball. Yeah. Um, there's a few, you know, obviously true freshmen that we have received and, and have on the team now, but there's, we actually have a bunch of, uh, bunch of transfers yeah, so we have, we have three freshmen out of seven yeah. right so the first one Derek yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name is it maybe Tazino Tazan Tazan mm. we're gonna have to get some pronunciation again from these guys yeah I would think, think Tazino that sounds right that sounds right okay so he is actually from Louisiana Melville Louisiana he was Louisiana class 1a MVP he was first team all all state selection. He was ranked as a top prospect in the state. According to prep hoops, he scored over 4,000 career points in high school. He actually went to North central high school, uh, had two state titles and little known fact about Derek. He loves pasta and golfing, which who else really liked pasta on our team and played really well. Do you remember? Someone who might be making another appearance on the court. Well, on, on the bench. Yeah. So, so I added in some of these little just fun random facts about the guys that I thought were interesting. And mm -hmm. as you'll see, when as long, lots of them like pasta. So I think we just need to have a big like Italian dinner. Anyway, I agree. I agree. Maybe we'll have Italian at Meet the Jacks. Maybe. Maybe. Nice. I mean, it seems like it's a little more fancy schmancy this year. I don't think it's going to be a fish fry, but. We shall see. Okay, uh, so next we got Jonathan Aku. Aku? I think so. Aku or Aku? Yep, Caleb is shaking his head. Yes, okay. Which one? Aku? Aku. Okay. Okay, it's Aku. Okay. All right. So Jonathan is a junior transfer from Texas A&M, but he is originally from, again, I'm probably pronouncing it, incorrectly, Kaduna, Nigeria. Uh, so he played two seasons at AM. He appeared in 48 games. He led AM in blocks in this last season. Mm -hmm. um, and he enjoys cooking jollof rice and his Ooh. favorite John Wick. So I'm Ooh. assuming that's an authentic Nigerian rice dish. I did not have time to look that up, but that's what well, sounds saying. delicious, actually. I know it does sound very good. Mm -hmm. Now I'm hungry. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. And yeah, and like Jacqueline said, he's a transfer from AM. So he has, you know, Coach Coach Color used to be at AM. So we have like a tie there. Um, you know, Carthel's really Carthel, Jesus Christ. Carthel Killer. Carthel Killer. <sighs> I'm in, I'm still in football mode. I gotta get into basketball mode. So Keller has obviously that big connection with AM. We've had some transfers from there before. Um, we he's very close with the coaching staff over there. So I mean, we this just seemed like a good fit. Um, I'm excited to see what he does on the court. He's a junior transfer. He knows what he's doing. You know, he he knows his role. Let's just say that he knows his role. Uh, next we have Dan. I, I actually think I know how to pronounce this. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. I think it's. Sedadrian. Don't know. 
the daydream. Caleb gave me the shoulder, the shoulder shrug. He's not sure. No, I literally just made that up on my own. I didn't ask anyone, but I was looking at it earlier and I was like, I think that's how you say it. So maybe I'm right. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon, but I think he goes by day. Which is much easier for all of us. Yeah, because I found his social media. Not that I stalk these guys or anything. But um, we, we got to follow them on the socials. Yeah. So I, but I'm pretty sure one of his socials says like day hall. So if that's, bless, if yeah, that's what it is, yeah. we will go with that. Yeah. So he's actually a freshman from East Tennessee State. He's actually originally from uh, Sulphur Springs. He was an all-state performer at Sulphur Springs High School setting the best the school record for points, rebounds, and assists. He has a single game career, wow. best of 38 points. 22 rebounds, and his favorite movie is Life. Oh, I love Life, too. Oh, my God. You going to eat that cornbread? I love that. <laughs> I love that movie. Stellar movie. Stellar movie. Okay, moving on. All right, we got Latrell Jossel, a sophomore trans transfer from Kansas. Um, he played for Keller Central High School in Chicago. So he uh, he is coming in as a... Sophomore. Okay, I said that. Uh, anyway, so he played his freshman year at Kansas. He appeared in nine games. Um, his favorite movie is Space Jam. And he, he loves to eat his favorite food, spaghetti. So here we go. Pasta. We have more pasta, pasta than everybody. Heck, all, all, the car, all the carb load, loads are here. I know. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, I love this. I love the fact that he is a transfer from Kansas. And then, of course, one of the teams we're playing this year is Kansas. <laughs> it's like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And, you know, that might yeah. help kind of ease the tension with some of the other guys because for him, mm -hmm. you know, he's played in there. This is nothing new going to Kansas. So, totally. Maybe Absolutely. he'll be able to kind of give some calming vibes there. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, then we have Jules Moore. I'm really excited for Jules Moore. He's a junior transfer from Navarro. We've had a lot of really, really great transfers from junior colleges in Texas lately, past couple seasons. You know, we had some amazing transfers. I mean, Shannon Bogues, just going to throw that out there. Obviously, he wasn't from Navarro, but I mean, like, you get the point. We've had some really good transfers from JUCOs in Texas. So Let's hope that Cam, exactly. Let's hope that this just continues the momentum of JUCO transfers. Uh, he's actually from Houston, Texas. H-Tone played in 2020-2021 uh, campaign again at Navarro. He averaged 13.1 points and 7.4 rebounds per game on a 54% shooting from the field. He enjoys playing Call of Duty on his PlayStation. Again, what boy, what what Gen Zer probably doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. As per, as per. Who do we got next? So, again, hopefully I'm pronouncing correctly on both names. Jamel Coffer. Mm, probably. Um, so he's a freshman from Universal Academy in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, his favorite food is macaroni and cheese. I have found my bestie. Oh, my God, yes. He loves the Max. Mac and cheese. Loves the Max. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. And last but not least of the newbies, we got Diego Willis. He is actually a senior transfer from New Jersey Institute of Technology. That's where David played. Little known fact. So um, he's originally from Mexico. 
His favorite food is actually spaghetti as well. So, I mean, shout out to all of the Italian lovers and spaghetti pasta lovers on the team. We are right there with you and we will absolutely, absolutely share some spaghetti's recipes with you if you need them. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move quickly right along to the staff additions. So as you probably know, or if you've lived under a rock, we cleaned house, I guess you could say, when it came to coaching. Uh, we lost some of our some of our favorites, obviously Wade, Coach Cox. Um, we lost, why am I blanking on his name? Mitch. Mitch, yeah, Vanya, Coach Vanya. We lost some really great coaches to some other teams that, honestly, they deserve that. They deserve the recognition, and we're very happy and proud of them for, for moving on. But we do miss them. But we have some really good coaches that have come in, and we're excited to see what they bring to the team. So we have the new associate head coach, Tony uh, Jasic. Jasic? Joseph Jasic. Jasic. Okay. Um, we have the new assistant head coach, Delonte Hill. Which is the only one I haven't met. I haven't met him yet. Yeah. I met him very briefly at Tailgate. Very briefly at Tailgate. Uh, then we then we have uh, assistant coach, Tanner Smith, who we've both met, and we love Tanner. Absolutely love Tanner. He's fantastic. Um, we have the new director of operations, Austin Cox, who is actually Coach Cox's son. So we still have a... I wasn't going to say it. I was going to make a joke about another Cox in the hen house, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just right there. It's like I couldn't help it. I am so sorry. I mean, I'm not, but I am. Um, we still have our strength and conditioning guy, Cody. He's still with us. Um, we do have a new athletic trainer, Jacoby Whitaker. I would say he's not new. He was, he's been with yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, he just took over for Chris Elliott when he left. Uh, we have two. We have two graduate assistants, uh, Nathan Sabo and Devonte Fitzgerald. He's back. Both of these guys are coming back because if y'all mm -hmm. remember, Fitz played for us. Now he's going to be a grad assistant. Nathan used to be one of the um, team managers. Mm -hmm. now, grad mm -hmm. assistant. So we got two returners for our grad assistant. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. They they know us to be basketball front frontwards and backwards. I mean. <laughs> Fitz was on the court. He he knows Coach Keller's offense. He knows his defense. Like he he knows he knows exactly what's going on. Just like with CJ last season, um, it's going to be the same thing. Like he's very much aware of the coaching style of of you know SFA our team. So we're excited for them. <laughs> excited for all these new coaches. Can't wait to get to know them. Their coaching styles. Their humor. Their you know, they're on bench antics since we'll be sitting again, like three rows behind the bench. We're going to be right there in the thick of it. So excited to see how they act on the bench. If they're cool, calm and collected like Jeremy Cox, or if they're going to be crazy, like throwing jackets on the court, like coach Keller. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, we're excited we'll to find out. Yeah, we'll see. We have no idea. Again, a lot of this season, because we're not only are we in a new conference, we have these new coaches. Like I feel like a lot of the season is just going to be like, baby steps and like learning pains, growing pains. Cause like, we don't know, like a lot of this is, you know, we've some of these teams we've never played against ever. So, I mean, yeah. we're just flying and by the seat of our pants. I feel like also this is going to be kind of hopefully fingers crossed the first almost normal season again after COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like everything's just going to kind of be like a brand new experience, you know? Yeah. Completely. No, I agree. Like 
new teams. Hopefully we're back to full mm -hmm. capacity and it's like normal. Right. It's going to be wild. It will be wild. I'm excited to see what happens. I would be remiss if I do not bring up my our Jacqueline and I's side gig, which is Fredonia Brewery. This this podcast is also brought to you by Fredonia Brewery Beer since they pay our bills. <laughs> yeah, y'all go out. It's I mean, even y'all know I'm not a big beer drinker. They trust me, they have something for you. They have they do. drinks, they mm -hmm. have wines, they even they even have beers that if you're not an avid beer lover, you will still probably like. I will tell like, you very mm -hmm. I like it very much. Um, the curb feel because the the blueberry is a little fruity, but not like too sweet or crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and the curb feeler is very light if you're not into like I can't do a dark beer or an IPA or anything crazy like that. Um, but it's very light, and if you get the luxurious curb feeler, it's all sparkly. Oh, so they have they have options to cover whatever your taste desires, and you can bring your dog. We have live music. All of, trucks, the, all of the things. Plenty of choices. Wonderful of pizza. Lots of great things. Love it. Okay. Okay, moving on. So real quick, I thought since we kind of did like a little fun meet the players type uh, fun facts, we would very quickly go through a refresher of our PMA awards from last season. Um, mm -hmm. Just to kind of remember who our picks were for each thing because some of these uh, – our pick is no longer on the team. So they, not that they're not all up for grabs, but some of them will be a hundred percent up for grabs. Cause that, that person's no longer here to do whatever they did. So completely. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let's do first our MVP. Alex, who was yours last season? Uh, well, my MVP of last season, I, I would just say was, was David, our boy, David Cavalries. He was the, in my opinion, the complete player. Um, he was clutch on, offense he was clutch on defense you know he may not have been high point the whole game but we know from obviously historic reasons that you don't necessarily have to be high point to be uh, the best guy on the court at that night uh, it's a lot of basically just hustle and and what you're doing on the court and off the court supporting your team you know doing what you need to do and so that's why I threw David in there as MVP yeah and I both of our answers are absolutely correct. We just had to cover both of these guys. Um, but Alex is absolutely right because especially if you're going to be the team leader, that doesn't always mean that you get to be the high point. Um, right. Yeah. It's not always the way it works out. And if you're no. really, that doesn't bother you. No. Yeah, exactly. But my <clears throat> my pick that I felt like we had to mention uh, was Gavin and you know, at the beginning of the season, I, I think probably I gave him more crap than anyone, but um, he did really did. Like, come full because of all the potential that I saw and I needed more. And by the end of the season, he was delivering. I still want to see more mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. I still want to see a little more like aggression. But yeah, anyway, there's that uh, most improved player. We both uh, we both agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Nana. 100%. So I can't wait to see what he does this season. Oh, I know. Have a full, have a true full off season with Cody, with, you know, with, with building muscle and, and building, you know, some, some, some girth of lack of a better term, like just getting bigger, especially down there. He was already doing pretty well for a freshman down there under the basket, which I, we were all very, very impressed with and shocked with. Um, and so I can only imagine what one whole full off season with Cody can do 
to really get some muscle and build some muscle and maybe some aggressive, you know, some aggressive tendencies. Yeah. Well, and also okay. for how thin he was, because, you know, I mean, yeah. he's at that age where it's like, I don't even know how many inches he probably grew within a year or two. And so like yeah. he hasn't, he just hasn't had the time to bodybuild and add up the bulk. Um, so completely. Yeah. Super excited to see what he does and we're excited to see who's going to be most improved this season. Absolutely. Um, so best defensive player. I'm not sure. Did we both have the same? Yeah, we both have Rati. Uh, he had 36 steals, 1.9 per game. So we both agreed on, on Rati for best defensive player. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we had our MVPs and role players switched. So I put best role player as, as Gavin with, uh, with, with his, obviously with his rebounds, he had seven per game was his average. And Jacqueline, you said. David. Yeah, yeah David. And, and we both agreed on those. And honestly, we could have done interchangeable to be fair. Um, next we had best clutch player and it was a split for me between David and Cam, you know, the best, the person that we wanted to have the ball when, you know, time was on the clock when there was, you know, three seconds left on the shot clock, who do we want with the ball? It was hard. It just depended on the game and the situation. It might have been Cam. It might have been David. Honestly, it just depends. It was a tough one. I, I said Cam. Um, yeah. So we'll see who who shows up this year. Uh, funniest player. So I said I said Calvin, who we still have, but I, I definitely agree with Alex's. Choice yeah. As well. So so we obviously lost Charlie just because he was a senior and he graduated. So no, we love Charlie. Hope he's doing well. Don't exactly know what he's doing currently, but. I think the the funniest things were Charlie on the bench and Charlie, AKA big country, his, his yeah. bench antics were hilarious. And so that's why we put that um, next, yeah. next one. Most spirited. We, <laughs> I put Cody, the strength and conditioning coach, strength and conditioning coach. Cody has the most spirit on that bench. I don't care. He beats everybody, but player wise, and I, player-wise, yeah. I said Charlie, which kind of aligned with Alex's funniest. Because oh, for sure. Uh, but player-wise, I put Calvin. He really got into it the last couple games of the year, and so I really feel like he's hopefully going to carry that over into um, this season. Next one, my choice for Beth six man, so best man off the bench. I put Charlie or Nana. It was a hard choice for me. Um they both came off the bench in really clutch situations sometimes. Sometimes it was Charlie, sometimes it was Nana. So it just really depended, again, situation-based. And I, I said Nigel. I, I felt like he really grew a lot during the season. But I, I think yeah. this season it's going to be a big toss-up between him and Nana if neither one of them starts. As I mean, and completely. And honestly, who knows? It could be one of the transfers. I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, I mentioned, I'm really excited for Jules. I'm really excited for Jonathan. Like, honestly, it could be any of them. Um, okay. So for best hair, we put, I put Nigel. I love Nigel's hair. My boy, the Nighthawk. Um, I think his hair was badass. What about you, Jacqueline? Uh, I said David or Rati. Oh, David has that flow though. Like, <sighs> and I always like Rati's hair. Rati's hair is pretty good. Um, like per perfectly in place. You can tell he like really. Yeah. Out. Uh, so last couple here, then we're going to get on to moving on to the next section with, uh, with Cal with, <laughs> with Caleb. So uh, best off court style. I put Gavin. I really enjoyed Gavin's in unique prints and things that he would wear. Uh, what about you? Oh, I put Calvin hands down. I love that. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, next one, best dunk of the year. He doesn't do it often, but Cam's dunk at home versus Lamar last season 
was an absolute monster dunk. And then also there was an alley-oop from David to Nigel in the home game versus Corpus Christi, uh, which I'm not going to be sad at all that we're not playing ever, really, ever again. So no no, uh, no love lost there. I'm, I'm so over that Corpus Christi stuff. So I'm glad that we moved on. We were not into them. Uh, so mine, I said specific dunk. Calvin had a really nasty dunk at Northwestern that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, and then just Rati and Cam in general, I think both had really great dunks. So hopefully Rati will have more dunks for us this season. And I'll be damned if Gavin doesn't have the best dunk. He better. That's his whole job. When we come back and do this at the end of the season, if Gavin does not have my vote for best dunk, we're going to have to have a talk. We're going to have problems. Okay. And then best bench, Sally, we had Jalen. Jalen was really killing it with his bow and arrow archer shtick that he would do. I forgot um, about that. that was funny. Yeah. he. I, I thought those were really funny to me. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I put Charlie went along with my most spirited because he really yeah. was always very in the mix. Right. Okay, so last little part here before we move on to talking about the upcoming schedule with our boy Caleb. Um, so let's kind of go over our quick prediction for the possible starting five. This was a lot easier than previous years because half of over half of our starters returned. Yeah. So unless something crazy happens, um, then uh, you know that messes up. I don't know. I don't even want to say anything. Knock on wood. I don't know. But so our prediction for starting five, our four, we both agree on. Obviously, are going to be Rati, Gavin, David, and Calvin. I mean. And given we have not seen any of the new guys play yet. None. Yeah. So it's strictly just going off what we have seen before and yeah. assuming that none of the new guys blow them out of the water yet. Yet. Which may okay. change. I mean, last season – you know, we had a different starting lineup in the beginning and then it kind of molded into a different one. So, I mean, it just depends on the game too, I feel like. Uh, and so for me, the fifth guy starter is going to be a absolute, going to be kind of like a, a, a competition. Somebody has to blow somebody away in order to get that starting position. And for me, I feel like it's going to be an absolute toss up between Nigel, Jules and Jonathan. Like, you know, unless someone just steps up and, and really, again, blows everybody out of the water with their skill. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those three guys. Yeah. So, and I agree with that too. So, I, I only chose one. However, I will say for just in general, looking at the lineup of who we already have in and kind of what position is left open, mm -hmm. the general guess on my part would be that we would need another big man in the lineup unless we wanted to run a four guard offense, which depending on who we played, we might do that. Yeah. Um, so I agree with all three of your options because if we played someone where we were going to play a four guard offense, then yeah, I think Nigel or maybe Jules. Yeah. Um, but just in general from looking and thinking, cause y'all know how I like to do it and we need another big man in there. Right. Um, looking at the, looking strictly at the lineups, here haven't seen him play yet jonathan's gonna be my guest because he's a big he's a big dude um, yeah and he's played at AM, so he's he's a big dude i mean he's six he's had some power five experience so i yeah. feel like he's probably ready to jump in and not need just a whole lot of time right yeah i mean honestly we got jonathan at six two we got uh 
I mean, six other, ten. yeah. Uh, what? 610. Oh, 6'10". I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say 610. I meant, I meant 610, not 6'2". I don't know where the hell I was going to from. I mean, and obviously the next we yeah. got, we got, yeah, we got Nana at 6'9". Um, I have no idea how tall Jamel is or Diego because they don't have that on their bios. So we, I have no idea how tall those two are. Um, but just again, going off of the height, like you're saying, you're right. It's most likely going to be a big man like that. My guess, but yeah, no, yeah, we'll see. We, we are ready though. We are ready. We are ready. All right. So speaking of being ready, Caleb, are you ready, man, to come on and start chit-chatting with us about the schedule? Finally. All right, guys, let's welcome in Caleb to the podcast. What's up? Hey, man. I feel hey, like man. I made it now. You're oh, you made it. SFA or a purple shirt, Alex is going to kill you. What are what you is this? My, my, my one purple SFA shirt was dirty, so I had to throw my work. <laughs> Your one purple SFA shirt? Oh, my God. If I have to go into the bowels of my closet and send you 13 shirts. I got I some white ones, but I just didn't want to wear white. Um, I had an HBU shirt on before this, full disclosure, so I took it off. I took <laughs> Thank it off. you for taking off your HBU shirt, Caleb. I... <laughs> oh, Caleb. You've been knowing you were going to be here with us all week and you don't have the purple. It's okay. It's been a long day. Okay, we forget. At least you're not wearing orange. Yeah, that would be worse. All right, I'm sorry. I just had to only I wear orange tomorrow for the Astros. That's the only orange I got. That's the only orange I wear. Absolutely, is as Astros. Gotcha. So that's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so finally we get to talk about the schedule, Caleb. That's I mean, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and I think SFA is happy that. It came out, so they I'd leave them alone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, remember I, the first football game. I go to the first football game, and one of the SFA guys in the press box looks at me and says, can you please stop? Can you please stop <laughs> posting on Twitter? And I said, well, what do you want me to do? You, We want a schedule. The fans want a schedule. The fans want a schedule, and Caleb is a man of the fans. So, of course, you're going to do whatever you got to do to get that schedule. Now, to be fair, I did not call them out. I was not rude or ugly. It was just, let's no. find a funny gift today about waiting around and being bored and say we need a schedule. So, exactly. so schedule. And look, I think the big thing that just sticks out when you look at it, um, as I scroll through here on my laptop, it's tough to get people to come to Nacogdoches still. Oh, um, my God. And I, was I mean, say, the thing is, everyone knows that the three of us and especially you understand better than anyone how difficult it is to put together the schedule so full disclaimer for anyone listening like when we're begging for the schedule we by no means think that anyone's like being lazy or dragging their feet or whatever the whole reason of asking is like we know they're out there struggling to be like come play us we just want to know we just yeah, like, like when football season started i went by the basketball tailgate and i was talking to keller and them and he's like i got three contracts we can't get filled i got three dates and this was at the first football game so you know yeah. a couple months before basketball starts you still don't even have you have open dates and he's trying to get games for the fans you know and games for the players so right. they can obviously get some stuff built in and and they got a tough schedule i mean teams will say come on over and play us like yeah you want to come to our place and play us we'll play you but coming here it's not as easy mm-hmm. um but 
they still got some games on for the fans. I think that's the biggest thing. But when you look at it, the quality of games that they get on the road compared oh, to at home. Yeah. Uh, not a, not a day difference until you get to conference, which conference is a whole other animal now this right. year. Right. Oh, with completely. the whack. So but yeah. So it's always the struggle. Correct. I mean, so so let's kind of dive in real fast to the to the first. We start off with the home games, uh, the non-conference home games. Um, first, I would be remiss if I did not mention that that video. Which the, one? The, the Keller one, the in the interview. No, the the video where they. They where they released the schedule with them riding riding on little little horses. Well, see, I didn't see that. Something's wrong with my Twitter because I missed it. But I did see the girls' version. You so didn't I can only imagine what the much. guys' version was. You didn't miss much, Caleb. It was. Let's just say I I feel really bad for the boys. I think <laughs> I miss Alex. I think that those boys are embarrassed as hell for running around on a oh, little. Stick we miss Alex too. Yeah. I don't think they were very excited about it. No. But no. they were sports and they did it. So there's that. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk about it. So our home opener non-conference game is versus LSU Alexandria. I mean, and we've, we've played them before. Mm-hmm. Um, not nothing, not much new there. Um, November 11th, we're playing Southern University, which again, I don't know much about them. Um, I don't even – are they even in Division One? Yeah, they're SWAC, right? They Take your word for it. Take your word for it. They may be SWAC. They're SWAC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're in the SWAC. Uh, I'm not sure what they did last year. But, yeah, I think, I think the key is the first two games definitely wins, and then you get that November 14th game oh. against South Dakota State. First yes. time we're ever playing the Jackrabbits. So that will be fun. Very excited for that. Um, I was looking at some piece. Strongly dislike that on their jerseys it says Jacks. Well. It says Jacks on Oh. See, we need a counter and wear the Jack jerseys on our side, too. I agree. Yeah. Naming rights on the line. I'll talk to Keller. Put the naming rights on the line. Naming rights on the line at home. We can't get beat by a team that has Jacks on their jersey. If you're the Jack Rabbits, I just don't really think that you can claim Jacks as a shortened version of your mask. Maybe like rabbits. <laughs> just bunnies. Yeah. Just put bunnies. Just bunny hops. Bunny hops. So, but a little bit about South Dakota State. I mean, I, I, I was looking at some preseason polls before we got started, and uh, they have them right around number 18-ish in mid-major, um, which, again, it's probably about right. They're uh, – they're heavy. They're heavy favorite to win conference player of the year. Uh, the Jack, the Jack Rabbits is uh, their six six guard Baylor. Can't pronounce his last name. Schulerman. Schulerman. Uh, he averaged. Huh. I would bet Shearman. Sure. You think Shearman? Oh, probably Shearman. Uh, who averaged? He had about fifteen point two points per game, nine point two uh, rebounds per game, and four point oh uh, average. Playing game, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Assist, assist per game. Sorry, uh, last season. So that's that's their heavy favorite to win conference player of the year. So they do have a really good uh, guard on the team, but their one drawback is they have no bigs. They have no one over six eight. Yeah. So yes, this is going to be fun. So that's that's interesting to me. That last part there, I could care less about Baylor, but I'm talking about that whole six eight. Stat. I think that's interesting. Put, put the big guys on the court. And hey, just real quick, I did. I, I don't know if you made it out to practice yet. I went out. 
Nana's looking phenomenal. I know y'all are talking about him. We were talking about Nana. He's, he looks the same size. Yeah. But it's just like leaner and meaner, just straight up muscle cut. It, That's what we want. And he looked a little bit more physical in the drills than he was last year because he's found his feet yeah. under him. I'm excited. I love him. I, I, mean, I got to I'm cover him in too. high school. Got to yeah. cover him in high school, and it was like, man, just – it's fun. It's going to be fun with him once you get him into that weight program, and that's what they've done. So, Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Uh, that, that's what I was really, really hoping for was that whole season of the weight program. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a tiny kid regardless. But, I mean, if he can get a little bit of muscle and, and really get aggressive down there in that paint more so than he was last year, I, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. Um, then we have November 19th versus Middle Tennessee, which – originally was where cam transferred to yes yes and then now he's not at middle tennessee he's playing right. over or over or wherever he's playing because we were all excited to get to see him play but yeah <clears throat> so that was kind of a letdown we all, we also do need to check in on him and kevon and see how they're doing I yeah yeah kevon post more than cam i haven't seen much of cam since he went to cyprus but yeah, me neither. It's kind of like when I did talk to him once he signed that deal. It's like he signed the deal, and then I was like, "Hey, when do you leave?" He goes three days. No. Like, and I've heard that from other people who recently signed with European teams that when you sign with them, they expect you to be on the plane that day and like getting yeah. over there. So oh, these wow. kids are oh, like, "Can we get a few days at home and then go?" Yeah, I watched your your video interview with him, and he was leaving like two days later. I just wow, that's going to be a big culture shock. So I, I hope that he's adjusting well. Agreed. Uh, That's yeah. a lot. And actually, that Middle Tennessee game is going to be part of that Cancun challenge because it'll start stateside. And then yeah, just like then, the Belfast classic. Right. Classic. Exactly. Just like Belfast. <laughs> then we move on to December 1st, Lincoln U. Um, <laughs> so I'm assuming this was one of those uh, one of those games that was like a last minute one, maybe one of those. I'm, I'm not sure about where it was in there, but you did skip over the Northwestern State game and just to clarify because the way the re original release went out chief Cato is not on the line at that northwestern state game oh yeah we were going over the home games first and then we're going oh my my bad I together, Caleb. you're good i messed up i wear red i don't pay attention to home <laughs> the way don't have to instructions Jeez. Okay. um yeah okay but that lincoln game do you know who their yes. is? yeah it's um i don't i know who it is I know NBA, who it is. NBA legend Gary Payton. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Gary Payton. Yeah, somebody told us that, and I can't, I can't remember who, but yeah, I just couldn't I remember. Saw it whenever I was looking it up enough, it it was in the article about the schedule release, and I just forgot to add it in there. But yeah, oh, that'll be yeah. cool. That'll be yeah. an exciting game. We saw what we did to him on the football field. Maybe basketball's a little bit better with Gary Payton. Think, hey, hey, all we want's a good game, but with Jacks coming out on top, as per usual. Exactly. Um, then we got a December 4th game versus Wiley College again. It what are you gonna do there? It's that's probably gonna be a blowout. Um, and then December 14th versus I swear there are there are non-conference rivals. I like the bane of our existence. Literally, they are the bane of our existence, like non-conference rivals. You life. actually put that in the notes. I literally just said that on my own. We I did. I put that in the notes. I was like, they are the bane of our existence non-conference wise. Really Louisiana hard. Monroe. I cannot stand them. Yeah, and, you know, last time out, we lost to them. Um, was that last year? No, 2020. We didn't play them last year. Yeah. Didn't play them last Actually, year. Actually, no, that was last year, December 2020. That was last season. Last season. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then when yeah. we went to them, we lost as well. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a set, like twenty-nine that. to tw- uh, seventeen wins for us to pay twenty-nine losses in that series, mm-hmm. but they were conference rivals before, so they were, they were. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm just like I feel like that conference rivalry has continued non-conference wise, and I feel like that's probably going to be similar with the Northwestern State. Um, yeah, and then we have that twenty-first. Right before Christmas versus Jackson State, and then moving to the road games, uh, we continue with the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo and uh, SLU, Illinois State in the Cancun Challenge. Again, wish we could go to that. Wish we could. Too, too I got to talk to my boss. I'm going to talk to my boss and Caleb. see on the sales department side. Caleb, tell me you need to cover it. Boss, can I? I'll be your camera girl. You need two additional helpers after Thanksgiving, please. Right. (laughs) If you need, if you need camera girls and and best boy, best boy key grips or best girl key grips, whatever the hell they're called, (laughs) call call us. We will we will easily hop on that train. Um, Figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, then we go to November twenty eighth, that Northwestern State game, and yeah, no cheap cattle on the line. It's it's. It's going to be a rivalry game. It's going to have that feel again. Um, but they're not they're not on our conference anymore. So there's no – I don't know. It just seems like the stakes are different since they're not in our conference. But I feel like that rivalry will still be there. I'm sure we'll still probably most likely attend that game. Yeah, we still have to make a fun little trip out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure and, what – And kudos to them after the way SFA was dominating the Southland Conference for years against them. Kudos to them for being – I don't know what all went in, what teams that we reached out to, but, you know, for a former Southland school to still play, you you know, that's that's good to see. Well, you know, and their coach, um, I'm blanking on his name at the moment. Uh, I call him Crazy he, Pants because he just wears – have you ever uh, seen him? He's wearing some crazy pants before at Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. no, he does. What, what's his name, Alex? I'm blanking. Anyway, he's good friends with Keller. It's Mike. Oh. Yeah. Mike something. Yeah. Anyway, he's good friends with Keller, so I'm sure that helped too, because I know they have a really good rapport. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think he was offended to play us, so that's good. I don't think so either. I, th- I think they, I think they're that was something that was probably already going to be in the works, regardless. Um, so uh, then we have the uh, the Fort Worth game, the Hall of Fame Classic in Fort Worth at, versus Liberty University. I I, I pretty much. Went ahead and just said it now. Go ahead and count that as a home game, babe, even though it's on the road. I mean, come it's on. So close. We should have a lot of people from that go up there. And we have a bunch of alums. In Dallas. Begging for stuff to come to. This is y'all. Y'all better be there. Begging. Exactly. Exactly, Jacqueline. I'm sorry. Like, Dallas always is crying and complaining because always crying and playing. More stuff in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here you go, babe. Here you go. There's plenty of opportunity now. Make sure you put it on your calendar right now. Clock it. December 11th. It's a Saturday. There should be no reason why that place isn't packed with purple. It's a Saturday. And it's a great yeah. game. I mean, it's, it's, a be a team great that, game. it's a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year. It's SFA with, you know, everything they bring to the table. It's a good mm-hmm. challenge for the Jacks to see where they stand this year with the new chemistry. Absolutely. And, Kind of get that game in before you get that Kansas game that we'll get to in a second and, you know, yeah. get it in then and have a challenge going into that game against the Jayhawks. Completely agree. Completely. Um, which brings us to the weekend after that, the Kansas game in Kansas, in Lawrence. Um, 
We are so excited for this game. I, I, I mean, we're going to the game. If that hasn't been made abundantly clear via social media, Jacqueline and I, we are telling you now, we are going to the game. We already have our hotel. We already have our plane ticket. We just need to get tickets to the game. So I just want to say this is the day before my birthday, and I, I just know that this was planned as my birthday gift. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who set this up. Um, when had so, the last time we played a big school before your birthday? What happened? We won literally the last year that we played a big team on December 18th. It was Baylor when we beat Baylor. Was that the Shannon Bogues game? Yes. Yes. It was. Great game. So, Great game. Good luck. It's a hey, good luck day. This is such a big game, and I'm so, so – I'm – I'm almost as equally excited about this game as I was the Duke game. Agreed. Um, I was always a big Kansas fan whenever I was in high school. And whenever I was in high school, every year my dad would take me to a Kansas game whenever they played someone in Texas. Mm -hmm. But this, this is going to be – so same as the Duke game. I had been to a Duke game, but not at Duke. I've watched Kansas multiple times, never been yeah. to Allen Fieldhouse. This is the first time it's going to be Exciting. so wonderful. Yeah, We're super excited. Yeah. and. Huge yeah. bucket list for anyone who's in a golf oh, festival. Oh, huge, so. huge. Um, and yes. I know there's going to be a few people that are going to ask. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't, I don't know exactly tickets. I, we don't know if SFA is going to have an allotment. They may, like with the Duke game, they may do the same thing that they do with the Duke game, that they do with the Kansas game. We don't know what Kansas, what their protocols are for COVID. If it's 100, percent if it's 75, 50, no idea. Um, my my plan is to get some tickets like on Kansas's website just to have them. And then if, if SFA gives us better tickets or a better deal, then cool. But yeah, yeah. And, and we, we haven't are, heard anything. We are hoping that Kansas will do the same thing as Duke and give a block of tickets um, to SFA. And also bear in mind, this game is almost a full month later than the Duke game. So we still have some time to hear something on. Yeah what that's going to be um because this this time last year we still didn't have our duke tickets yet and the game was in november so true also i did some checking and there's another team in the WAC that is playing kansas and that is tarleton so as long as we do better than tarleton are they playing before or after us give me a second i'll check in two seconds okay yeah. um i believe they're playing before um, they are playing on Friday, November 12th. A whole month. A whole month before. Yep. Heck yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. We of course, you know, it's homecoming for Keller being on staff there before. and Completely. He, he coached there. He's coached against Kansas there. He's never won in Kansas unless he was on the Kansas bench. And I, I told him, I was like, well, you won in Waco. You won at Cameron Indoor. Let's make it a trifecta. And he said, we hope to keep it close. And I said, Coach, that's what you've done every single time. You say that every time y'all win. So Yeah. So this is my friend from high school. And he said, oh. we are the only reason he pulled <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Hi, Joel. Whatever it takes. Whatever, Whatever it takes to spread the purple love. Whatever it takes. Oh, my God. Love that. So, okay. So moving on to the conference games. We'll start off with the homes and then go to the roads. Uh, so home games, first off the docket, right after Christmas, right before New Year's, we got UTRGV, which is if you're, again, under a rock, you know, <laughs> uh, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Um, long name. 
So last season they were, they ended at number seven in the WAC. And uh, man, I'm just excited. I believe, aren't they the Vicaros? I don't I always know say it are. wrong, but that, yeah, yeah. That. Right. And again, again, keep in mind, you guys, like these are all new, all new teams. Yeah. For them, like, I would love to give you predictions on how we're going to do. I just don't know. Like, if this was us playing, you know, Lamar or us playing Sam Houston, we'll tell you all day how it's how we think it's going to most likely go. Um, but I, I don't know. Don't know. Honestly, don't know. I, I'm taking SFA over. I'm, I mean, I'm taking them too, yeah. but I, I know zero about UT or I just don't know. Yeah. He, uh, Joel said, let me know on the schedule. I'm going to come to a game. You better come to a game. Oh. <laughs> yes. Love that. Okay. All so right. uh, New Year's Day, we have Lamar at home. Which is going to be fun. Little New Year's Day treat. Hungover as hell. Do we do we know that the, they haven't put the times out on no. the page I'm looking? Do we know the time yet? I don't think so. I'm don't hoping it's so. like a, I'm hoping it's like a two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> give people give people time to recover. Two. It better be seven seven p.m. Oh, okay. See, I, okay. So I'm bad at like how long it's gonna take for people to recover on that because I usually work New Year's Eve, so there's no, there's no partying for me because I'm usually the one get stuff working. So sorry. Well, no, I, I, it's fine. I I take Christmas and Thanksgiving with the kids, so I'm like I'll work the New Year's. Y'all go party. I, yeah. I want the kid day. So right, right. All I'm gonna mm. say is that if I'm hungover. And we play like we have recently against Lamar. Well, we're gonna we're gonna gonna be a miserable day for everyone who knows me. So That's I don't need to put you on camera at the game. No, that day. I mean, no. I'll have a hat on and sunglasses inside. I I I can just I'm tell not- you now, Caleb. I, I I guarantee I will have hat on, sunglasses on. Mm. I, I'm gonna look like an absolute hot mess. Express rolled out of bed. I'm just saying if we play like we have against Lamar in recent seasons, resting bitch face is going to be in full effect, and you might not want to zoom in close enough for people to read my lips because it will probably not be pleasant. No. Look, look, all I know is I've never put you on camera, and you know this is true. I have never put you on camera when you've looked awkward, and there have been a couple times. There's been many times, Caleb, but let's be honest. I haven't done it. Other stations might have, but I've said nope. Nope, can't do our girls like that. That's that's one of our favorite man of the people. But <laughs> no, Lamar though, it's a weird matchup because SFA is always usually better. But there's just something about that Lamar just game. It's something. always a trap game. It's always just yes, the thorn in your side. It's annoying. Every time, always better. But somehow they just like get the gumption to come out of the woodwork against us. And they like, always play us hard. Best game always. of the season. I think yes. it's like that's like what they want their rivalry to be, and so it's like if they just beat us, it's it's okay. And they, right, they want to be relevant, and they feel like if they beat us, that will like give them some status quo. And it's just it's a, it's it's honestly so annoying because we will be number one in the league, and then we go into Lamar and Beaumont, and then they just literally rip us a new a hole, and I'm just like. Especially you wrong. I don't understand. Especially when we have our lovely friend Matt Thibodeau with us, where oh. 
wearing his red and white overall. Well, Y'all call him oh, Fred. No. I'll just call him Matt Thibodeau. No, no. <laughs> Shade. Love that. Love that. Okay, let's move on from Lamar. I'm done hey, again. Hey, again, I did not wear my blue HBU here. That's I'm very I'm happy. Very much. <laughs> Okay, the Hefeweizen is kicking in. The Hefeweizen is kicking in. Okay, so next we have January 20th versus, man, GCU. Here we go, babe. This is, to me, going to be the, one of the biggest, biggest games at home. I, I mean, next next to the next to the South Dakota game and next to, obviously, at Sam Houston and New Mexico State yeah. at home. Like, these are going to be such big games. So Grand Canyon was number one in the WAC last season. I mean, they, they're the WAC men's basketball champs. They defeated New Mexico State in WAC Vegas 74-56 last season. I mean, Gosh. yikes. Yeah, that's, got, I feel like that's going to be our toughest game, our toughest home game. I yeah. think with the new WAC, that GCU group, I think that's what SFA is going to strive to be in everything. Like the, the fan experience, and give GCU credit if, oh. if you get a chance to go to Phoenix. Best environment in the WAC, hands down. I think oh. what that with what that private school's done, no doubt. But this is a Thursday night. What I do like this year is that the WAC has gone to Thursday, Saturday, not Wednesday, Saturday. So church for some of the older people that come out, you know, the longtime supporters, not an okay. issue. We'll come out for the students. I don't know what Wally and Ryan have up their sleeves for this, but they gotta have something big. Gotta have some fans because yeah, look, SFA had good crowds for. Southland games, mm -hmm. when you compare for Southland, that's going to be lower end on the attendance or, or middle of the pack, maybe. I I'll say middle pack. Real Grand Seattle's a very small arena. I'm not sure what Charlton brings, but nobody shows up to see a Houston basketball game, so it's fine. Football. Not wrong. All they care about is football. Yeah. And even then, it's. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. So no, they got to do something special that Thursday night to pack the Coliseum. Maybe make that the cram the Coliseum game. You got to do something to intimidate. Something to big. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. The only thing the Thursday things is messing up in my life is that's my trivia night. So I'm boned during basketball season, unless it's an away game and we're not going. That's the only. <laughs> so it's all right. I'll, I'll sacrifice that for my jacks. But so yeah, very excited for Grand Canyon. And then right after that, the next home game is January 22nd versus New Mexico State. So we literally got bang, bang, like right punch, left punch, freaking. They're number three in the WAC last year. Uh, they went to the finals. They did lose to Grand Canyon. But again, another pretty good mid-major team. Poles have them in at number 12 in mid-majors. Um, and they also landed one of the top scoring transfers this season and Teddy Allen, and he transferred from Nebraska. So, I mean, they're the, they're, what do you call it? The, the blue blood of the whack, you know, they are that yeah. traditional power and that number three spot to me, I didn't see a lot of it. So I'm not going to have like some big expert didn't see a lot of their games, but they were playing every game on the road, you know, yeah. they, they couldn't play at home with COVID restrictions. So they were playing in El Paso. I can't remember if it was them at the high school gym or New Mexico at the high school gym, but one of them was at a D3 college and one of them was at a high school gym. Real nice high school gym, but still. So still. There, was no, there was no normalcy. We talked about normalcy with SFA was out the window last year, but they were still, you know, at college in NAC and going to their gym, right. you know, everything they know. Those guys were picked up and put in the middle of nowhere to have a season. And that three might be a little deceiving. I think they're a little bit better than that. I agree. I think that shows how big the game yeah. is. 
I agree with that too. Taylor. I agree with that as well. I mean, that's a really good, honestly, that's a really good point. Not a lot of people think about that. They were not playing at home. They were playing in a completely different state their entire season for their home games. I mean, wild, wild scenario for them. Um, uh, moving on to number uh, February 3rd, moving on to February 3rd, Utah Valley. They're, they were number two in the WAC last season. Um don't know much about them. I mean, they were nine and four. Yeah, nine and four them. in the WAC last season. Their win percentage was sixty-nine. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't. Um, We've gone off the rails. I. This is normal, Caleb. Have you met me? Um, overall, they were batting batting uh, five hundred there. I mean, they were right at eleven and eleven. And uh, so, I, I, again, I don't know much about Utah Valley. I don't. I wish I knew more. Really do. I, I just I don't like them, but going back to my HBU college days, they came into the D1 ranks with HBU, so we were yeah. stuck in a conference with them. So I remember some of those early games, and all I remember was our student newspaper getting in trouble for a headline we wrote when we beat them because we said Baptist win the Holy War, and it was our coach and their coach yelling at each other at the gym. I know. And I know. And so that's Darn. the only thing I know. I just didn't like them. Like they kind of became like a well, if we're D one and you're D one, we don't have a D one rival. You're yeah, from, you're from uh, Utah. We're from Texas, so we'll go with the Baptist versus Mormon thing. And in <laughs> our mind at school, that's why we didn't like them. So. Oh my god. So so their their nicknames, or I guess their their mascot, are the Wolverines. So we'll see how it goes with the Wolverines on <laughs> on February the third. Um, February the 5th, we're playing at the moment. They're called Dixie State. They were number eight in the WAC last season. Um, did they finally change? Was that approved, their name? I thought it was approved. What's it now? New, is it Utah Tech? Utah Tech University is the new name, but I don't know when it goes into effect. Yeah, but, I have no idea, actually. And I think they're still going to be the same mascot uh I think it's still going to be a reddish color scheme. They said they're just still working on the new logos. And yeah, their mascot though. Uh, their mascot is one moment, please. It's a bison head, but I don't think bison. there's a bison. I, it looks like a it looks like a bison or a buffalo. Oh, okay, so it's a it's a buffalo, but they're called the Trailblazers. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why. I don't Got know it. Why, but that makes okay. no sense. Sure. Now they're going to be Utah Tech, and they can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last season, um, Dixie State almost changing to Utah Tech. They were unfortunately at the very bottom of the of the barrel, bottom of the pack. Uh, they were four and ten last year in WAC play overall. They were eight and thirteen. Um, so. I don't know if we have a lot to worry about with them. So, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, we got February 17th, we got Chicago State. They were number nine in the WAC. Again, they had no WAC wins. Um, this is their last season. In the yeah, this, this is it. They're, they literally, I don't think, had any, they had not, they had nine losses. Like they didn't win a single, they played nine games total last season. Nine games. Yeah. yeah, they they had a – I forgot if they canceled their season early or just didn't play any non-conference. There's 
it's weird with the university. It's a really small school, like yeah, super small. Makes HBU look big in enrollment numbers. Oh, um, well, then that's just weird. It it's weird. Look, the I'm looking up the history. Last time SFA played them was 2010, and that was 94 to 38. Um, I think Oof. you can see something similar. Um, and they're voluntarily leaving the WAC. The WAC didn't kick them out or anything. I think when the Texas Four came over, they said we're out. We're, we're out. Angry. Yeah. So this is yeah. I'd be surprised if they're D1 much longer. Um, you think that they're gonna? I've, I've heard some rumors. I've heard rumblings last year. Things coming out. It, mm -hmm. it just doesn't look good for the school. They they were one of those schools that came up with Utah Valley and HBU and New Jersey Institute back then. In what? Oh six, oh five, oh four, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You know, and I hate to see that, but honestly, if that's, I mean, to be fair, that may be the best move for their institution if they move, if they kind of dial it back. From D1 to something, you know, to D2 or something. If it's like not that. working, go down and be more competitive somewhere else. And then maybe build back your program. And then if you build back your program and actually, like, start to become competitive, then maybe eventually you can move back. But if you're losing and you – I mean, you cut your season short last year due to whatever reason, COVID or whatnot, you, only, you literally lost every single game. Maybe it is time to kind of reevaluate life. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, um, Right. Then on February 24th at home, we have our dreaded, dreaded rival, Sam Houston. Boo, Bearcats. Holy moly. So we know, we, we know what's going to Huh? Better be packed out for today. It should be, as always. And for some reason, for some reason, we always have issues packing out William R. Johnson for rival games. Because we, we really need to make up for Battle of the Piney Woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh agreed. Agreed. 100%. I, there is no doubt about it. Very I don't good. like that we're not playing on Saturday, though. I do. I, agree. I know the WAC. Know the WAC has their, it's kind of like we're new to the WAC, so you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, last year it was fun having that, that ESPN2 game with Sam and that was a yeah. decent crowd. I know it was COVID, so it was hard to tell last year. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like the Thursday night game against a rival. I, right. Especially when the women this year with – I don't know if we talked about that. The women, though, they're going to be on the road. So much. So you don't – so if the men are at home, the women are on the road the same night, not just the week. The weeknight games the weekend, too. Mm -hmm. So this is going to kind of split that crowd up to where you have – the Lady Jack supporters going to Huntsville and then some yeah. staying here. It's going to split them. So it will, it, it will. will. And then when we go to Huntsville, it's actually on a Saturday. So I'm like, why do they get the better choice? Like, why couldn't have we have switched Abilene and Sam Houston and played Abilene on Thursday and then Sam Houston on Saturday? I've heard, I don't know. I heard it weeks ago and this was an idea just getting tossed out, but I'd hope. Maybe you could do the game on that one, the Saturday game, to where you could do like a, a 1 p.m. or an 11 a.m. women's game here, you know, and mm -hmm. then a night game there. So that gives the fans time to come watch two hours here and hit the road over there and see both teams, you know, with it being no, that close to each other. To help both schools, not just SFA, but the Sam fans as well. But we don't care about That's that. actually not a horrible idea. I mean, I, I – It's not, but it would only benefit the fans in that, not so much – <clears throat> if you were out of town somewhere else. Oh, yeah, if you're a fan from go. Tyler, you're not going no, to No, because, like, I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I hate them 
not having as many double headers because then it does divide the men's basketball and women's basketball supporters. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then also, yeah, for people like me who are already traveling into Nacogdoches for the game, like if it's split, there's no way I can do yeah. both. And at I least miss the weekend double headers. Hope maybe we do too. Or maybe everyone yeah. here the Texas four can convince the rest that it's a great idea. I do, I know I I do I do miss the fact that there were double headers mainly for the reason and I know this is probably gonna sound horrible but like I feel the, I love the girls I love them so much and I feel like a lot of the people did not go to the girls games us included because we were obviously waiting for the guys game and then on a double header we would just show up to both yeah. you know and so it's gonna really reduce I feel like the attendance for the girls game I, I, it shouldn't I agree it I shouldn't. Agree. We should go to all of the games equally, but the fact that they're split, and then now that the tickets are split, yeah. you know, you either choose both season tickets or one or the other, and now that those are split too, it's like, oh, oh it is going to have a bad effect. And, and what the Lady yeah. Jacks are doing, you know, last year was phenomenal. They're super so they do good. These, and they have the majority of their scoring back. Yeah, uh, I know this is about the men, but the women have the majority of the scoring back Agreed. coming off that NCAA run. And it is going to hurt their attendance. It, mm -hmm. I mean, for people that with the tickets being split now for season ticket holders, not everyone can afford two packages. So you have that. And then for regular fans to just say, hey, let's go to a game, if it's not a doubleheader for just a casual fan, what's the point of going to the women's game? Because until I watched it, if I wasn't covering that team last year, I probably would say the same thing. Like just yeah. as a – as a casual basketball person. As a casual basketball fan, knowing nothing about SFA women and the Lady yeah. Jackson, how amazing their team is and what, what Coach Kellogg, Kellogg has done to that team and the whole coaching staff and the scores we have, just phenomenal. I mean, if you were a casual fan, like you said, you would just be like, why don't I go see girls play basketball? And, and, and if, that's, if you're a supporter traveling in, there's, yeah. no, there's no way. You're going to mm -hmm. have to pick one or the other. Yeah. I mean, I understand for you coming in, like, do I go to – Nacogdoches, or did I hit the road to Huntsville? Correct. And, and I would hit the road to Huntsville. Exactly. And that's just the going to be the unfortunate kind of, like, drawback of this. Um, okay. So, yeah, we talked about Abilene Christian on 26th. That's a Saturday. Um, I feel like ACU has slowly crept into being a thorn on us eyes as well. You know, if a couple seasons ago, I wouldn't bat an eye at ACU. I wouldn't bat yeah. an eye. An like, eye. three years ago, we were like, screw ACU. But now, all of a sudden, the past couple seasons, they just like shot up to being a literal thorn in well, our side. They Nine made that. Years. They made the two-hour documentary <laughs> about yeah. getting blown out by Kentucky, and then Wild. it was just like. Okay, I never watched new... that, so I guess I'm behind. I've not watched it, but I remember. I, I heard I about made, it. Didn't watch I it. I think I made a joke about like if when they beat Texas, <laughs> I I put on Twitter. I was like. How long do you think this next documentary is going to be? And a friend of mine, uh, a, a friend of mine that works in the business in Abilene, wrote, wrote me a private message and said, "That's the funniest tweet I've seen about this whole thing." Okay, so <laughs> is our documentary about beating Duke because right? We can I'm totally be happy to write it, produce it, like yeah. I'll I'll do whatever. Oh, yeah, Sean, we agree. It is so unfortunate because our women's team, they are so exciting. I know. I agree. I agree. <sighs> okay. So, which then, going back onto the road games, we start back over in January with Abilene Christian. It's the same thing. 
Um, it's a road game. That may be an easier game, again, for potential for Jackal and I to attend. Just a lot of these road games will depend on, A, what day the game's on. So that's a Thursday. That might be really hard. It just depends. But that's also when I'm out of school, so that may be easier, again. Um, so Abilene Christian on January the 6th, January 8th, we're at, at Tarleton, which last season they ended at number six in the WAC with a five and seven WAC conference schedule, or I'm sorry, a result. And then they were 10 and 10 and overall. So they were 500 as well. Um, but they only paid 20 games. So this is very interesting from last season. It's hard to compare last season because there's going to be like Grand Canyon, they played 24 games. So they had more games to either win or lose. Um, Utah Valley played 22, New Mexico 20, California Baptist 23. So like everybody played a different amount of games. So it's really hard to compare last season. Like it's almost apples and oranges, you know, because some teams played the full slate and some of them didn't. So. I didn't know about that Abilene game. If Abilene has fixed the Batman problem. <laughs> we will only travel if we get to see bats. Uh, if there's no bats, I'll, I will, I will lodge a formal complaint. <laughs> I did not believe that was true until I heard it out of Keller, out of Kellogg, out of Kellogg's yeah. mouth that bats were dive bombing the court last time the Lady Jacks yeah. were in Abilene, and I didn't well, think it was real. So now, whenever they play, I do put a Batman gif out on Twitter. Just and I think last season, up on it. yeah, and I think last season they are renovating it. So I think yeah, last season they were playing in a different, yeah, yeah, they were playing in a different spot. Don't um, the dude came up came out on the court with a net and yeah. and yeah. so we're like obviously they're prepared for this like they got a guy over there waiting they have a designated <laughs> batman like legitimately I, mean, I mean i get crap given to me by cat fans and by others for sharp gym and hbu but all i know is that we've never had a bat fly into sharp gym <laughs> no but you did have some crazy dancers and what do you mean the dance huh what dancers? So there is like this little group of dancing girls that would stand over behind the basket by the door. And man, they they were okay. dancing. This must be new because when I was at school there, we were traditional Baptists and Baptists oh. don't dance. So. I was just about to say, Caleb. Baptists are be dancing. Caleb. When I no, obviously this was new. But here's the thing. This had only been there. I'm being I'm being serious because I have the glasses tilted. This okay. So when I first started going to the to the HBU games, there, there was this like two or three girls that would stand behind the basket, and they would be dancing every time the band was playing a, a you know a pep song or something. And when I say they were dancing, that Baptist should not be anybody should not be dancing this way. I mean, there you I could bring my mom in and she can attest to this. When I say that their breastuses were flopping all over the place, Caleb. I, I don't have any defense. I've, I've almost shed my HBU colors. I mean, I've almost but, done it. But I will say, the last time, the very last game we went to HBU and played, they were So I don't know if this was like a short-term thing, and then they got shit for it, and then they're gone. I don't know. But I will say, that was one of the main attractions to that pocket <laughs> that literally pocket of gum size gym was going there and sitting two feet behind the team, getting sweat on. And I'm then, glad you didn't call it a high school gym. I know a lot of people do. I would have. That, 
but that's a disservice to high school gyms. And that's it what is. made it a special place. I've, and I've My high school gym was bigger. Because yeah. I went to little old Douglas, which is a small 1A, and our gym was about the same size. You're, the yeah. Douglas gym has about as many rows of seats as Shark Gym does. It's about the same. It's about it's the same. same. And I went to the Woodlands High School, so my gym was about bigger, five or six times as bigger than yeah. Shark Gym. Yeah, it's just wild, Caleb. Unfortunate. Um, but it's our yeah. gym. It's but it's your gym, gym, and you you have you have you have look, good memories. When, look, there. when we were in AI, when I started there, we had fire marshals come in and actually shut games down to get people out because it was too many people AI. here. But that's when we were in AI, and we were kind of the secret of how good basketball was in Houston. And right, we went D one, and our athletes couldn't compete, and now it's not the same, which is unfortunate. Um, I know. I would like to mention though that Tarleton State, even though it is, and see, this is I think. For the people that are listening who may not live in Texas, there is something that maybe a lot of you just don't truly understand how big our freaking state is because it will literally take what would take a normal drive from one end of the state to the other a couple hours, two hours, maybe. Okay. It takes from Nacogdoches to Tarleton, which is in Stephenville, uh, four hours and 20 minutes from Nacogdoches. Keep and that in that's, And that's if traffic is decent and way Correct. So keep that in mind. There's a couple other places in Texas that we could potentially travel to as TMA yeah, that yeah, are really longer. Abilene and UTRGV are the farthest. In Texas, yeah. 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 Um, so, of course, we got Sam Houston on the 15th, which we talked about. That's way earlier than normal. I put a big oof by that because it is weird not having the Sam Houston game, regardless if it's a home or away, at the end of the season. We usually play them in February and then at the very in, end. In March, yeah. 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 So that's going to be a little bit weird for us, I feel like. Uh, going to have to get used to that. Hopefully, yeah. maybe it's down the road, we can try and convince them to move that back to the end of the season. That, oh boy. Um, then we play on the road January 26th at Seattle U. They were number five in the WAC last year, of course, again. Um, they did have a winning, winning record, but only by one game, 12 and 11. So I, I don't think that's like another team we'd have to worry about too much. Uh, then on January 29th on the road, we got Cal Baptist, uh, CBU. They were number four in the WAC last year at six and six in the WAC, 13 and 10 overall. Uh, I don't know. I feel like those that team might be sneaky good. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're coming up and coming. Uh, yeah. Coach, Keller, Coach Keller had high, high praises for them with the um, mm-hmm. – kind of what they're building out there. So right. um, definitely this is a more stacked league than the Southland. I think the Southland, oh. you could say maybe a team comes out of nowhere like Nick, if you call Nichols great last year. Yeah. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere, but that was one year, you know, and two years yeah. before SLU was good, but then they're down. I think yeah. this is more stacked from on a year to year basis with who could win. Agreed. Agreed. And I feel like now with the addition of us four, you know, SFA, Sam Houston, Lamar, and ACU, I feel like it's just going to shake it up even more. And it may be a crapshoot every year. Who knows who's going to come out on top, to be fair. I mean, honestly, like we could always kind of clock it who's going to be at the top of the league in the Southland. You know, it was going to be us, Sam Houston, possibly Nichols, possibly Lamar. Then ACU kind of trickled in. And that was what it kind of it was, you know, and it, there was never any big, huge surprises 
sometimes Corpus Christi would surprise us in in the tournament in in KD. But um, you know, it's it's gonna be a wild first season. And and again, I always kind of I've been saying this a lot, but I feel like this first season is gonna be a lot of growing pains because it's a whole new group um, of teams in in our in our conference. I I don't know how it's gonna end. I I have high hopes, but I'm also cautiously optimistic too. I, I don't. It's a very very interesting season. This year might be a tough year, just because yeah. there's so many good teams in it, and depending on what the records are of other teams on the bubble and other leagues, mm-hmm. maybe we get two bids out of this. I know the hope of the Texas Four moving over was to make it a multi-bid league, but you easily have enough teams at the top that somebody's going to get left out of the NCAA tournament and could make sure. noise at the, and could make noise at the NIT. Uh, True. And I think that's what makes it fun, but the, the team yeah. knows they're going into a tougher league. I mean, there's no, no, no doubt about it. So I I just, mean, just to warn fans, like being honest here, yeah, this is not the South, and this is not we're going to r- come in and run rough shot over people. It's going to be tough. And it could be a thing where we finish fourth or fifth maybe, not, mm-hmm. and that wouldn't be a surprise. But mm-hmm. you, get to, you get to whack Vegas, and you have the ball bounce your way, and now you could win it all, and I wouldn't be surprised with that either. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Thing, Caleb, what you said is for people to know that we purposely chose to move to this league to not just be easily at the top every year. We're trying yeah. to challenge ourselves. So the first few yeah. seasons, we're not going to come out and be it all yeah. immediately like we were. And that's the point. So I just don't want people to get frustrated who don't realize that. And this is also a team that hasn't played in a postseason tournament for three years. This would be four. Like the 2020 season, we should we it got canceled before we even got to Katie. You know, the team yeah. was the team was down there working out when it got canceled. So that's kind of like an asterisk by that year. But last year you had the the sanctions, and the year before 2020 you didn't make it. So right. this is an SFA fan base I know that wants to see us in the postseason. But it's hard to think like it's been three years without a postseason tournament. That is yeah. crazy it with is. how this team's been. Mm. You know, and. I'm glad we're we're glad we're bringing this up now. Is this was something I, I was going to talk about, or we were going to talk about? Is 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 the whole just being patient factor? But I feel like for some reason SFA fans, whether it be with basketball, football, what they're just not patient, man. They not just right. expect perfection right out of the gate, yeah. and that unfortunately, moving to a new league, especially with higher caliber teams and better competition, especially. I mean, come on, we got GCU. We got New Mexico State. I mean, come on. We got we're we may go out there. Let's just be honest. We may go out there. I'm gonna play devil's advocate and get our freaking teeth handed to us, get knocked around and smacked around. We may. We may. I don't want it to happen. I don't think it should happen. It shouldn't happen, you know, but we have to understand that there is a real possibility of us not doing well this first season because we're just we're used to Southland caliber games. I mean this is home to if you take Gonzaga out of the picture for what Gonzaga has done since I was in what fifth grade, a long time yeah. now. Take yeah. Gonzaga out. New Mexico State is the best mid-major school probably in the history of mid-major basketball. I know they haven't gone as far as Gonzaga and all that, but year in and year out, consistent. The whack, the whack has been theirs. Kind of like it was the Southland was ours, right. you know, for so long. Yeah. Their fans just expect to win it. So, I and mean, that's gotta, the problem with that. Got to bring it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem with us. Our fans are so like, we're spoiled. We've been spoiled for years, a decade of good basketball. 
And my fear is that we will have just like that one season where we did suck. Like we did suck. We sucked. And we didn't make the we didn't make the Katie tournament. And people were calling for Keller's head. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. Come on. You have to understand that there's way more at, at going on here, stuff behind the scenes. We don't know what's going on. You know, uh turmoil in the locker room, people not playing, people getting hurt. I can't say the year that we sucked, there was some I never saw it personally, but I heard there were some things going on. I don't know if y'all talked about that before on the show, but I oh, heard from people that things were going on behind the scenes. And you saw the next year, night and day difference. Night and day. Yeah, and and we we did. We talked about that a lot because mm-hmm. what, what a lot of fans also don't realize is and what, what's so frustrating as a, you know, as an engaged, dedicated fan is if you would have looked at the lineup of players we had that season – Stop. I honestly believe it was one of the most talented teams we've had. Um, Agreed. There, there were a lot of different things going on in the background. There were there were some mismatches on culture of basketball culture of you know of how the players ideals yeah yeah the coaches were and various offenses that we would run or defenses we would run and styles of play and things like that. And it just, it just didn't mesh well. And so, um, well, Keller's a great recruiter and he can get some of those great offensive guys. And that's kind of why I'm not, y'all are more into basketball than I am. I'll admit it, but I'm not (laughs) a fan of this AAU style basketball because you go to those tournaments where they recruit them and it's all offense, offense, offense. And then you get it, you know, the sawmill, on the first day of practice and we're in there shooting and I'm like, I got to mute my microphone because it's getting ugly with, and the coaches aren't being obnoxiously rude to the kids, but they're trying to get the kids to buy in. And these kids for the first time ever are mm-hmm. not the star athlete, the one star on their team athlete that runs the offense. They got to play defense and it takes time. Kayla, well, literally nail head. That's the struggle with any any recruit because if, if you're trying to get the top player, well then okay, you you were a big fish in a small pond, but now you're coming with everybody we recruited was the best player on their team. Yeah, right. That's number one. That's just a given, and that's that's a struggle that every player has to work through, and some do better than others. Absolutely. But I think the last two years have been pretty good. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of that started with Kevon. Um, Definitely John Como and Nathan Bain. In oh, those three. Johnny Boy. And I know I know Kevon was all cool with it, but Kevon knew he was going to get his points. But John Como would do whatever he needed to win the game. And if it meant no points, but take every single charge you had to take to get, you know, yeah. the ball back, Literally. And assist, he would do it. That, he was beat up by the end. I don't know if people realize how beat up he was. He, that poor boy had so many body cramps and injuries that he played through. It, it was just amazing how he was still walking and standing on two feet. At I the mean, end those, of the but those three guys were like, we don't care how it happens. Just let yeah. it happen. And I kind of saw it with last year's team, too. They were right. kind of finding their roles because they had to fill those. Keller wanted them to be the support players they were the year before, but also fill in, you know, the Nathan Bain hole and the Como hole. And, you know, Kevon's gone, so you got to replace him. Uh, I do think, though, that this team, from the, the practice I went to the other day, it seems like egos are checked at the door, which is always a good sign. I like that. I'm, I'm 
takes it takes time to get there because even with Kivon and Alex and I said this. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. anything's got to turn. It it took Kivon a minute to get get to that to point. grow. I mean, because when he was young, when he would you know if he mm -hmm. wasn't hot point or if he didn't feel like he scored as much as he should have, he was not happy with the game outcome. Um, so and it took it took him. It took him some time and maturing to get to that point where he was like, you know, I, sh I should be the high point every game, but if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that I played poorly. I mean, again, let's, let's remind everyone, um, basketball is a, say it with me now, team sport. It's not you know, it, Exactly. Like it's a team sport. And yeah, of course you're gonna have individual statistics and individual accolades and all this stuff. And that's all fantastic and great. And, and what have you. But at the end of the day, it's a team sport. You got to work as a team. You got to, like Caleb said, check your ego at the door. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up and the fact that you went to the practice the other day and it, that's the kind of feel that you get. And I, I'm excited for that um, because I know in the past we had some big egos on the team and that is what has been a detriment to, um, to the team in some situations. And, you know, and I, that's Keller's really great at, you know, putting some of those eagle egos been like in check, like, listen here, sir, this isn't all about you. This isn't the, the Joe, the Joe show. You know, if there was, a, that's well, just, and it's also, this is the last thing I'll say and we can round that out, but it's, yeah. it's also hard to, when you come to play for a coach who has a very different coaching style um, than what you played before, you know, True. because Keller's so big on defense and a lot of these kids come from places where, they were the high point every game. They weren't really made to play defense. And like, if you're going to yeah. play for Keller, you better play defense or you're going to go sit on the bench, whether you're exactly. Whether you have a shooter on the team or not, if you can't play defense and play lights out, creating turnovers, creating chaos, you are going to ride the bench straight up. Look, it's cool if you call and say, hey, can I come by and watch practice? Because you're going to learn how much use the treadmill gets. If you look at the game, there's a treadmill in the corner by the bench. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know how many treadmills they go through. That can't be the same treadmill they had two years ago. Because <laughs> if you're not hustling, he will blow the whistle and everyone hollers treadmill and you got to walk off the court like with a cone of shame on <laughs> and go get on the treadmill and the bike and just run. And, oh my. and you wonder why these boys play so hard defense. Like, yeah, because they will outrun you. They will go. They will go north to south, coast to coast, line to line, quicker than you can even blink, you know. And that's why we practice, and that's how we play, and that's just how it goes. Um, okay, yeah. So we talked about Chicago State, February tenth, uh, February nineteenth again on the road to Lamar. Beaumont's always a hard, a hard, hard game. Um, they for some reason they never get barely anybody in the freaking stands, but always have a problem in Beaumont at the Montauk Center. And that one, I think, is on a Saturday, so we may be able to make that one. Yes, yeah. Um, and then we got March March 2nd, New Mexico State. I did the, I did the Googling, and that is a 12-hour drive from Nacogdoches. Let's do it. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, what did I say, March? What is that? March 2nd? Well, that's a Wednesday. That might be a little bit difficult, fam. Yeah. Um, that's kind of impossible. Which is weird because it is a Wednesday and not a Thursday. So I, I wasn't quite sure what happened there. Yeah. Um, and then the last game of the year is a road game, March 5th. Um, that is going to be – it's interesting we don't have any – our last home game is in February. We don't have any home games in March. 
Um, but there's only two, yeah. so it's not a big deal. So uh, March 5th at UT Rio Grande Valley, they were again, number seven in the WAC last year. Uh, and that is a seven and a half hour drive from Nacogdoches all the way down to Edinburgh or Edinburgh, Texas. Probably Edinburgh. You can get to New Orleans faster. You can. I've done that. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. We, yeah. we have two new employees at our job real quick. They're from upstate New York and Syracuse and then Rhode Island. And I'm like, y'all have no clue how big Texas is. No clue. No clue. And again, that's why I wanted to make sure I put that on there for context. The fact that from end to end, from Nacogdoches on the east in East Texas, all the way through the state to New Mexico State, that's a 12-hour trip. You have to go literally through the entire state of Texas to get to that's, New Mexico. That's if you don't stop. That's it. That's no stops. Yeah. None. Yeah. No pe- No potty breaks, Jacqueline. No food breaks, Jacqueline. That's 12 hours, babe. Y'all know me. Y'all better go ahead and add like an hour on to whatever it is because I'm going to have to stop every hour to pee and I'm going to need food if it's seven hours. Unless we bring munchies with us. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to have Kate pack me a lunch like she did last time we went somewhere. Right. So that March 5th game, obviously it's it's a Saturday, so that may be an easier one to swing um, for like an overnighter because you bet your ass if we gonna drive to that, we're not gonna come back the same day. We gonna come. We're not driving fifteen something hours. I'm not as young as I used to be. Maybe if I was in college, I could swing that. But that, no, no, because I will say when I was in college, I did do the knack to Hammond swing, where we drove to the Hammond game and then drove back. Never again. It's probably not smart for me to do it, but I'm probably the one dumb enough to do it still. Caleb. No. Just, just. I won't do it. I won't do it. Okay. I will be off that Saturday. But I'll support him in spirit. I'll watch it on the. I'll watch it on the plus. Okay, good. Um, all right, so we can we can do some some season predictions here, Caleb. Uh, so last season we ended at ranking NC and just and the blah, 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 the NCAA net rankings. We were at one forty two. Um, not sure where we're going to end up this year, but. Season predictions, win losses. I put next to mine. Realistically, I mean, obviously, there's always the hopeful Alex, where we win every single game and things are hunky dory and beautiful. But to be realistic, I was thinking maybe twenty six and five, give or take ish, five losses potentially, maybe six. Um, that's being realistic. That's being, yeah. I, I don't know. What are we thinking, Jacqueline? I'm going to be a little more on the other side because I don't know. We just, we got a lot of tough games. We do have a really tough and schedule, really tough. I'm not at all saying, I don't, I don't think we can do better than this. I just don't, I don't want to jinx us. Um, so I'm going to say maybe 24 and seven. I would mm-hmm. give like two more losses maybe. Okay. Yeah. Because we have some, we have some hard non-conference games and we have some tough conference matchups. Yeah. So Sean's thinking, 80 to 125 in RPA. That's his RPI. That's his guess. Depending how the season goes. I mean, this is obviously. I hate to guess that kind of thing. I know. I hate to. I don't, I don't like the RPI just because what I can say now can change because you don't see, you know, Kansas could take a nosedive for some reason, maybe not. You know, that, that changes the RPI based on what they have and what, you know, New Mexico, maybe Canyon has a step back this year. New Mexico does a lot better because they're back at home. Uh, All good points, Caleb. 
I'd say six losses. I'll split the difference there. Okay. Um, I think we can escape non-conference with no more than – I think you can escape non-conference with three losses. Like, like if you don't win Kansas, Liberty, and maybe one of those Cancun games, you know, that's three losses. I think they can win every other game. So. Yeah, maybe like that Buffalo or depending on who we play, maybe Illinois State. Just I think – I think the hardest game for the Cancun is going to be that second game in Cancun. Buffalo wasn't that great last year. Middle Tennessee State was even worse. But if I remember right, both of those teams were postseason. I think one was NCAA, one was NIT. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're both NCAA. So that third game is going to definitely be the challenge game. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I just wish they would have made that entire – and this is not SFA is doing it all. I just wish that the opportunity to go to that game was a lot easier – um, because they're they're making it like you can only get to the game at the moment if you buy like this in, entire package deal where it's like the 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 room and board plus the ticket plus all this other stuff with no flight involved, and so it's like couple grand. I think that's the tournament problem. Oh, it's the tournament. That's the thing. It's yeah. it's the tournament in charge yeah. of that. That's doing that. Plus, you know, maybe if they would have included, you know, a flight in the package, like one whole package with the flight included, it may have been easier. But, man, it is it is expensive to attend that game. Um, yeah, I'll send you a travel agent's contact info when we're done here. Well, we still are. It's still not going to happen. We're oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But well, for the future, you have to take the Kansas game off, the Liberty game off, some road trips off, and it's not worth it. No, no, no. If I had to choose between a Cancun game and a, and the Kansas game, it's gonna yeah. be the Kansas game. Yeah, yeah. Thousand percent. I've been to Mexico. Check that off. Yeah, like I mean, if we want to go to Mexico, we can go to Mexico anytime. I don't necessarily want to go to Mexico in Thanksgiving. Like if I'm gonna go to Mexico, it's gonna be like you know during spring break or something like that. Like I'm not gonna go during Thanksgiving. Um, it would be lovely if someone wants to sponsor our trip, but otherwise, hey, we can yeah. always take sponsors for Whack Vegas. Coming at you live from Wax. I'm trying to come up with a plan for that for myself. Yeah, yeah, because that leads us on to our thoughts. Yeah, that leads us on to our next little, our last little thing here, Caleb, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll all say goodbye. Is the the leading up to the another basketball news? Uh, Jack Madness on Thursday, October 28th. That is the Thursday leading up into homecoming. Um, so they moved it from Friday to Thursday to hopefully get more students to attend. Happy. I'm so happy yeah. because one, it's homecoming week. So for students, it's hard for me. I have not ever got to go because we have a high school football show that we have to do Friday night. So I'm like, sorry, can't, can't make it. I'm already not going to make probably that home game for middle Tennessee state. Um, that's a Friday night during our high school football season. I'm not going to make the Lady Jack open. I don't like these Friday night games, but that's personal. But I am happy because I do think with that homecoming thing, you can spread homecoming out more, a little more. Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, and, and you don't events. have to. Yeah, you, you don't have to compete with bonfire, the the concert, you know, yeah. all the stuff going on on that side of campus. It's going to be its own little thing on Thursday. You know, have a lot, and, and again, hopefully, it'll get people used to coming up to William R. Johnson on a Thursday night. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That's a free event. Uh, it's from nine o'clock to 1030. So there'll be prizes, a skill competition and a block party. So if you are available, if you can come, uh, if you're an alum and wanted to come in a night early, even better, do it, get her done. I know that may be harder for some people because 
I understand, you know, you work, et cetera. But if you can make it in for that Jack Madness on Thursday, the 28th, do it. Um, the next thing on the docket basketball wise is then meet the Jacks on November the 2nd. They're having a keynote. Their keynote, Gary Blair, head coach of Texas A&M. So excited for this. And former Lady Jack coach. He's so wonderful. Um, I mean, I've never met him in person, but whenever A&M's women won a few years ago, yeah, literally at, at his little like half court, here, you just won. We're going to stick the mic in your face and talk to you. Literally one of the first things he said was, I got my start at SFA. Like, I got to give a shout out to SFA. Like, it yeah. was one of the first things out of his mouth. He's just such a great guy. Um, and, you know, normally this event has been at a Methodist church and mm -hmm. in the gym. And this year it's going to be in the new performance center. So I think it's going to be exciting. exciting. Have y'all seen, seen it lately? We've on the outside. <laughs> Last time I saw the inside, it was all dusty still. But yeah. uh, inside sources say the floor is now laid down. So Ooh. they just got to paint the floor. I don't know how much else is done. I know it got behind mm -hmm. with the winter storm and then all that yeah. rain. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely getting open in phases, but it's going to clearly be done in time. Well, that's that. what I was wondering is, is that maybe not everything, but at least the floor and where we're going to be sitting for said meet the jacks will be ready. Um, we're, we're trying to get with, with, uh, Tony. He said he would give us a, uh, the, the new assistant head football or football, Jesus Christ, basketball coach said he would give us a little tour. So I'm hoping we can still grab that from Tony and sometime soon before they actually uh, open it, open it, open it. So we get a little pre inside tour. That'd be fantastic. We would love that. Um, Wait, waiting on hearing from you, Tony. We're ready. Well, come on, Tony. You said you're going to do it. You said you're going to do it. And we, we talked about going to Kansas. We talked about how excited we are for Kansas. And um, and then, of course, WAC Vegas. Man, that's just – how are you excited for WAC Vegas there, Caleb? I'm excited. I'm interested to see. They haven't put the full details out yet, but they did expand the field to 10 teams. They did. And what's going to happen is the bottom four are going to have to play for kind of play-in games in the final two spots. And they haven't announced for those – games are going to be so i'm hoping maybe they're on campus so if for some reason i hope it's not us but if for some reason we're in that bottom four mm -hmm. you know you host that play-in game here to kind of do something and home field that's home court advantage the, the yeah. only thing i don't like and it's, it's all about personal preferences here the game starts so late because they're out there so for my job of yeah. covering it on the television station yeah it's almost impossible for me to try to sell it to the bosses of, hey, let me go cover it because it's going to be, I won't have anything at 10 o'clock, but yeah. I'll have to turn it all around for the morning shows. Um, that's the only thing that's going to be a little different. And But the Orleans Arena, just a little bit nicer than the Merrill Center. Just a little. And there's nothing wrong with the Merrill Center. The Merrill no. Center staff is super nice people. And it's yeah. one of the nicer and high school gyms. But yeah. Orleans Arena is super nice. I mean, and... Yeah, like we are so thankful for the Merrill Center and and for them for hosting us for as long as they did, and it was they were always really great. And but it, this just goes again to just going back and, and elevating our competition and and being in a Vegas. exactly. If we want to be a powerhouse in the mid majors, I'm sorry, I don't think we can be taken seriously being playing games in the Southland Conference and in a friggin' high school gymnasium center. 
Look, and when you go to Wag Vegas, I haven't looked at all the other tournaments, but I know like the Pac 12s out there. The, exactly. Um, the Big West or whatever with Gonzaga, they're out there. Um, the Mountain West is out there. They all go to Vegas, and it's all around the same like week and a half time period. So if you're a big lumberjack support with a bunch of money and you could afford it, it's a great time. It's on to like the Wag yeah. Relations guy at Football Media Day. He goes, it's just a great environment to be there for their staff because they get there early, and it's just like you can see all this basketball like. Yeah, exactly. Long. You can Everywhere. hop around all around Vegas and just have the time of your life. If you're a basketball fan and you just like you crave, just go to Vegas. Just go to Vegas for that week time period and you will have all of your basketball dreams come true. I mean, even if you're going to see, you know, a Pac-12 game one day and then like, you know, a whack game this day and then another. I mean, if you you're just a basketball fan in general, like this is this is the prime time. That's for you. Exactly. And so we're we're. 100% planning on going. Um, obviously, our hope is that SFA is in it, but uh, we're planning it. We're going. Excited. I love Vegas. I just went. I just went in uh, July of this year. Had a great time. I, I think Vegas is just a wild town, and the time difference does stink, Caleb. I understand that for sure. Um, but you never know. You may be able to. But if you're an Astros fan, you should be used to the time difference by now. Like, that's kind of prepared us for this moment. It has. Right? We've prepared this my whole life. That's been y'all's training. Let's go, Astros. Late. Um, I know. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Caleb, thank you so much for joining us for the talk about the schedule and just in general. We appreciate all the hard work you've done on your end to, you know, to, to make sure that we get the this. bear. Poking the bear. You're, you literally took one for the team so that we wouldn't have to every single day. Look, I'd already poked Coach Kellogg the last few years about the, the Katie curse, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I was poking the bear with this. I think I was getting really close to having my credentials revoked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank God you didn't have them revoked. They know if they revoked me, they'd be down to one media person showing up, and that'd be our buddy John. So it's like, yeah. they can't. They can't revoke yours because then that would just not look right. That just would not look right. Oh my gosh. Well, no, we're we're excited for this season. I hope you are too. It's gonna be a good one. I think there's there's so many like so many critical home landmark games that are really gonna kind of project us into or at least start that train to where we wanna be. We wanna be, you know, a top mid-major program, um, continue to be a top mid-major program, winning is program, you know, in Texas and home field, home field, home court. I keep saying field, football, get out of football, Alex, get out of football. Um, and we're just excited. I'm excited for the first home game. You know, I'm excited for basketball to start, excited for all the stuff that, you know, the, the performance center, excited for, you know, the new, um, the new, uh, what do you call it? Concession stand that Corey's doing. And we're going to hopefully have a little podcast about that with Corey, all the fun things he's planning. And so it's just, I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be really good. And, you know, I can't wait to get a first look at the full entire team together at Meet the Jacks. Are you going to yeah, be there? I should be there because it's our chance to talk to Gary Blair and yeah. maybe take some shots. Actually, I'm not going to take any practice shots on the court. I've had bad experiences there. So. Look, sometimes I go in there and I try to shoot the basketball after the game while I wait for my live shot, and it never fails that one of the players walks by the concourse. Yeah. And I airball air it, and they give me the business. So I'm like, I gotta stop. <laughs> who, who has seen you shoot the airball? Keyvon. And he oh. gave me the 
not the guy who you want giving you the business on the not all of this can be the all-time leading scorer at sfa <laughs> caleb i literally just now noticed at the very end of the podcast that you have an sfa raleigh tall behind you yeah i saw it a couple it's times the one sfa thing i have up there i don't know i don't have a lumberjack bobblehead on the top shelf okay all right so we'll let that slide do you have that and you have a bobblehead so we'll let that go I can't. Oh, I see him. Yeah. I see him. He's very tiny. And that's equal to how much HPU stuff we have up there, too. So it's all equal. <laughs> okay. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Caleb. Appreciate it. Um, I'm just – I'm ready for the season to start. I wish it was November 9th already. Yeah, now I'm, like, all excited, and it's still way away. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. Yay! We got to get in the gym. And then have you seen the new court? I don't, we didn't even talk about that. I know. Well, we we saw the pictures of the court. Yeah. Haven't been in there physically to see it, but it's looking slick. It's a bright purple. It's a little bright now. And I don't know if it's the purple, but the rest of the wood is not dark, so I do like that. Mm-hmm. And for fans coming, I think you mentioned at the beginning, but they're flipping everything around this year. So yes. the, we the SFA bench is going to be now where the purple haze section used to be. Yeah. Because yep. – when they built the new tunnel, they decided we can't have SFA having to run in and out by the away bench in case things are heated one game. Right. So be smart. So just be prepared when you walk in. It's not your eyes deceiving you. They did kind of flip yeah. everything around. We were actually planning on um, potentially right before the season started having one more little quick podcast with like Chris and Wally or whoever to talk about that. So people aren't like, what the heck is going on? Confused. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so we're excited. Yeah, we flipped with the team, so we were behind them over on the other side. Now we're going to continue to yeah. be behind them over on the new side. It's going to be weird sitting over there. I haven't sat over there since um, I was in Purple Haze in in, high, in college, so I, it'll be kind of like, well, I'll be I'm back over in my spot in my seat, like because that's kind of like where yeah. I used to sit. Actually, is where our, where our seats are, which is kind of funny. Um, it will be very weird. It will be a weird, different viewpoint. You know, it's just, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the dynamic switches from sitting from that side to that side. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, again, thank you, Caleb. We appreciate you coming on. And we are I excited to have me. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to see you on the court. I, bu- I think I bugged y'all to get on the show as much as I bugged SFA for the schedule. So I feel like I'm <laughs> making a difference. And again, yeah. I think I've made it. Because I'm a, I've been on your podcast. I have not been on Coleman Swartz's podcast yet. My buddy keeps trying yeah. to get me on. So we need to get on his too. Well, and plus, weren't you the one that won our uh, for uh, March Madness? Wasn't that you? Oh, I did win. See, and we I told you everyone was going to be on the podcast, and so it just oh, it just yes. worked out. I forgot that I, that was the first March Madness competition I've won in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we said whoever wins gets to be with us on the podcast. And Look, it was not hard last year. It was Baylor and nobody else. It just depended on what you got right the rest of the way. That was the key. So mm-hmm. mm, True, true, true. All right. Who did I beat? I think I beat – did I beat you, Jacqueline? Were you in second? I can't remember. I think it was It was either me or Jacqueline. Yeah, like we were – I had like I had like three or four different uh, – brackets going on there oh you're one of those people see i just pick one yeah one bracket you live and die with the one bracket well i always do you know i always do like an sfa bracket like when we're in the tournament i always do like an sfa bracket like the sfa goes all the way sweet 16 cinderella story and then i always tend to do like the realistic bracket like who's actually probably gonna win so 
I always have at least one or I always have at least two, but yeah. Anyway. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's call it a night. I know it's, it's after nine o'clock time to time to call it a night, time to go to sleep. Got early Sunday, got a lot of stuff going on. We got NFL football. I'm going to Houston to go for my uh, niece's birthday. So we got a long day tomorrow. I know. Um, all right. So thank you guys for listening in. Those didn't didn't uh, pop on during the live because you may be watching some college football. You can always watch us again later. It'll be available. And of course, the recording of this will be available to listen in the car on a podcast form. So um, you can always check it out then. And again, can't wait for the season to start. Hope you guys are ready for some Lumberjack basketball come November 9th. And uh, always remember to ax some jacks. Without some jacks. Ax some. Excellent.